You are listening to The New Prisoners. A copy of each week's monologue and source list are available on our Minds page and Substack. Check out our video content on BitChute, Odyssey, and Rumble. For audio versions, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Anchor. Make sure to like and subscribe wherever you find us, including YouTube. Join the conversation by leaving your comments on our Minds, Substack, BitChute, Odyssey, and Rumble pages. You can follow The New Prisoners and The New Prisoner Number 6 on Instagram and at New Prisoner and the Number 6 on Twitter. If you would like to be a guest, please email The New Prisoner Number 6 at protonmail.com. Provide a brief description of the topic or topics that you would like to discuss, and a screener will contact you. You can always choose to appear anonymously. Now let's get on with the show. Imagine you've been trying to stop a tank from rolling downhill. A tank rolling downhill towards a group of school children who are blissfully unaware that they are in the path of something that will devastate them. You've been pushing, but you don't have a chance of stopping it. You've cried out for friends and family for help. Some of them came to your aid, but still not enough to stop this tank from rolling further down the hill. You've cried out for strangers for help, and many of them did. You were amazed at how everyone within the sound of your voice was able to jump in and help. The weight is a lot lighter in your hands, but still beyond what you all can control. Still beyond your collective strength. Then, someone pointed out a little man standing at the top of the hill. He's wearing a lab coat and has a sickening smile on his face. A reporter who has been helping to stop the tank recognized the man in the lab coat as the driver of the tank. You all cry out for the little man to get help, but he stands still and smiles because he's getting his picture taken. As it turns out, the little lab coat man is there for a publicity stunt. The media are fawning over him and asking him for his blessings. They are treating him like he was a little deity. All while ignoring that his vehicle that he rode to the top of the hill to celebrate his recent gains in the stock market was rolling downhill towards the easiest thing I could think of to symbolize the innocent in our world. Now, as you look around you at the people helping to push the tank, you see the look on their faces change when the people who have been fighting and risking their lives to save the innocent see that the little man isn't going to help. They get angry. In that anger, they cry out for help from their friends and family and even strangers. Now the tank is starting to slow down. 
as a larger crowd gathers to push the tank, someone tells the reporter that the lab coat man said that he meant to do this. As word got around the crowd, the tank comes to a stop. Then it starts moving back up the hill. Back up to where that little bastard stands. Still grinning and posing like some sort of satanic royalty. Now that you have some control over the tank. Now that you know who may be responsible for what happened. What are you going to do about it? Do you stop at the top of the hill? and alert the fawning press. They seem in on the plan. In fact, many have been watching the entire time, and rather ignoring it, or smiling in the same disgusting way that the lab coat man is. Or how about you gather some of the crowd and surround him, demand that he be arrested? There hasn't been many of the people involved in the justice system helping to stop the tank? What if they just let him walk away? How do you ensure that justice will be served to those responsible for endangering, for victimizing, and for murdering the innocent once you find out who they are? If you can't trust in the justice system to do what is right, do you just rely on mob justice? You wouldn't want to be tried and convicted in that way. That way is biased and unethical. It's blinded by anger and hatred. It settles scores, but does it know the truth? You will encounter many challenges in your life that require you to think deeper. If you are to condemn the man in the lab coat for endangering the innocent, you need to first understand if it really was on purpose. Intent matters. How do you prove intent? Through investigation. Through exposure of the truth. Anything that can document who, what, where, when, and why the act occurred you need not reinvent that wheel. The best way to convict and then condemn anyone is to uncover the truth. In this scenario, the crowd pushing owes a great debt to the reporter, as do the innocent at the bottom of the hill. Without the knowledge he provided, the outcome would have been completely different. Now, what if the crowd got wind of people trying to silence the reporter? What if the crowd watched the media at the top of the hill joining in on the silencing? Do you investigate and expose them as well? You're damn right you do. Because you want to know that the truth led to the right kind of justice. Because that is the correct way to protect the innocent. The reporter from the crowd knows that. Now imagine if you had an army of them. Okay. I'm number six. 
and this is The New Prisoners, and I'm here with John Henry. And uh, this week, I wanted to talk about probably one of the biggest stories to ever come out of Project Veritas. And that's saying a lot because they have done some incredible work these past few years. Uh, John Henry and I have talked about a lot of their work uh, since we started the podcast, um, in particular about you know their their work on the the injections, if you will, uh, their work on people blowing the whistle on the adverse reactions uh, to those injections, and now we have. A story about everyone's favorite little imp, everyone's favorite little wicked Keebler elf himself, Lord Fauci. All hail Lord Fauci. And um, James O'Keefe really came out and took it to him this week. Not only that, but he got a bunch of senators on his side. And uh, things are starting to look a little interesting for uh, Anthony Fauci here. Um, who knows if they'll uh, be able to lock him down on anything and get any sort of justice, especially in this country. But after the week we've had, hey, it could go any which way, folks. Um, it's been a wild one. So, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, I'm going to introduce you this week, because I, I remembered, uh, to John Henry. John Henry, you want to say hello to the people? Hi, good evening, everyone. Thank you for the introduction, sir. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I just want to start with some prayers for the folks that are being held hostage at Beth Israel in Colleysville, Texas. Uh, we obviously have a, a terrorist uh, attack and hostage situation right now, a gentleman that is claiming to be the brother of a, a known imprisoned terrorist. From what I understand on the newest update, uh, there's still three people that are being held hostage. He's threatened that he has bombs in the great state of Texas. So just prayers go out to all those folks and their families. And, um, you know, it's it's just it's it's revolting. And, uh, you know, and it makes me sick to say the least. So just uh, hoping and praying that these folks uh, you get out, of there, get out of there safely. Um, this may shock you, but, I, you know, I'll even say that the gentleman holding them hostage. My hope is that. They all get out there safely and uh, he gets brought to justice and there's no unnecessary death. You know, his, his sister's a really, really bad person, uh, apparently was trying to set up major terrorist attacks in New York City. So she's in prison for, uh, I believe, 86 years for what she's done. So he's uh, he's there once her release. So fuck that guy uh, and prayers for the folks that are there. But uh, thanks, man. Um, you know, it's uh, it's been an exciting week, as, as we always <laughs> start with. You know, there's a lot that's going on. Uh, you know, these days I feel like we're living in dog years. It's, it's pretty extraordinary how many major pieces of information and then just newsworthy things that are coming out that do have an immediate impact on our lives. So uh, quite a few things we'll be covering uh, this evening. So uh, just got done watching the uh, the Trump rally in Arizona. You know, to see the energy that, that people still have for this guy is just, uh, it's extraordinary, man. And, you know, and, and even more and more people or, uh, or going in that direction, you know, right now, Biden's poll numbers um, are in the, the 20 percentile of uh, approval ratings. And uh, Kamala Lala Ding Dong, she is even lower. Uh, as we talked about last week, she's about the most hateable person that I've ever seen. And, uh, you know, although she does sometimes share some things really profound, you know, in this week she was doing some interviews and, you know, she made a statement that I got to say, even though I don't particularly care for her. 
uh, in any way, shape or form. And I think she's a fucking scumbag lizard person. Uh, it just, it really moved me. And the quote is, it is time for us to do what we have been doing. And that time is every day. And I know you all know exactly what that means. And, and I hope that it could only impact you the way that it's impacted me. So <laughs> <laughs> profound words from Kamala Toe Harris. Um, welcome back to the show, guys. Uh, you know, tell your friends, you know, that we'd love to uh, share the word and uh, we appreciate all the support from everybody. So I'll turn it back over to you, sir. And uh, let me know when you're ready. I got a couple topics I want to hit to start off the show today. Well, you started off with some pretty good ones just to begin with there. Um, for one, uh, in regards to the story coming out of Texas, uh, the things that I've gathered thus far, and this is all preliminary type of reporting, folks, so take it all with a huge grain of salt there. But I heard that the sister, the one that you mentioned that's locked up, I heard that she has a hell of a nickname. Her, her like middle name or nickname or something like that or hyphenated name is Al-Qaeda. Like it's like part of her name. So her and, name uh, is Lady Al Qaeda Afia Sadiqui. So bet you she has a hell of a mixtape. You know, I feel like um <laughs> Lady Al Qaeda gonna drop it, it on you. It's like if you give your kids a shitty name, like you just kind of know that's gonna impact them in their life. Like hippies, especially when they name their yes. kids like Feather Moon Sunshine. You're like, the, yes. inevitably, probably not going to be an attorney, right? Most likely going to be a hippie. So when you put Al-Qaeda in your daughter's name, needless to say, uh, I think we knew what to expect out of that one. But, uh, I mean, yeah. somebody's got to sell you your Kratom and CBD gummies. That is true. That is true. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, fuck her. You know, and what's crazy about her is she's actually a neuroscientist. And um wow. When she was caught in New York City, she had two kilos of sodium cyanide in plans for a chemical tax on the Brooklyn Bridge during rush hour and the Empire State Building. So fuck her. She can rot in prison for the rest of her life. And her shitbird brother, uh, well, he can go fuck himself, too. Uh, you'll be shocked at what his name is. It is Muhammad Sadiqui. Oh, so fuck that guy. Now, ironically, uh, if I was a betting man, I'd say that Muhammad, with his clear relationship and, and uh, you know, bloodline relation to a known terrorist, I bet he probably wasn't super welcome in the United States. So if I was going to go and, uh, you know, throw shit against the wall and see if it sticks, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. Do you think he did that in Texas? Because maybe that's where he crossed the border to get into the country. Oh, See, I, I want to know how many times he met with the FBI, <laughs> because I mean, as, as we've seen with a lot of these types of things before, um, they've had like the full, um, you know, internet, uh, scoured pages of all these people, like their socials, their, their you phone mean like records, the, the Boston bombers, the brothers that they knew were doing terrorist training. Yeah, uh, or or like the Florida shooter where they, you know, the, they came to his house multiple times and talked to him and he's been red flagged and red flag lawed and all the other things under the sun and they sent drones over his house and they had all they had all the intelligence and opportunities in the world to stop it and it just somehow kept happening. But you know what? They'll get those bastards that bought a Subway sandwich down in uh down in DC on January 6th Damn right with, they with will. their American Express card. 
You better believe <laughs> it. You know, I, I tell you this, if there was one FBI or, or CIA conversation that I could be privy to, if I got the pick, they said, just just one. You know, and I'd like to know yours, too. Let's play a little, a little game here. Oh, you want to guess what mine is? Who would it be? The shitbag scum fuck that shot all the people in Vegas. You know, the one that they couldn't find any motivation to do it at all whatsoever. And just so just so happened to uh, blast people at a fucking music concert and kill a ridiculous amount of people. Um, You know, if if I was to again, you know, if I could get one tape, just one fucking tape. uh, Well, Lee Harvey Oswald, that'd be an interesting one, too. Um, But. We know what's up with that deal, right? There's, you know, there's enough information now that, you know, if you have half a fucking brain cell, you can probably put together when he said he wanted to dismantle the CIA, uh, how that happened. But the Vegas shooter, that's what I'd like to know. What would yours be? Well, it's a tough one. Um, I'd say living Ray Epps. <laughs> Speaking of. You know, we talked about yep. Trump doing his rally in Arizona today, folks. We are uh, oh, you know, recording this on the 15th. He brought up he did Ray good Epps. on bringing up the people trapped there in prison. He, he did good up on Ray that. Epps specifically. What's up with oh, this Ray Epps guy? Yeah. Where's he? Who's that guy? You know, between that and coming back to the Ashley Babbitt and, and the shit bird, literally, because his name's fucking bird, you know, that they killed that poor girl, that veteran, you know, rest in peace. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, that's really interesting that you're starting to hear, I mean, Rogan, right? Talking about it, talking about this guy Epps. Who the fuck is Ray Epps? That's the question. Was on the wanted posters and then was taken off. Is there videoed, right? You can find it anywhere that shows him leading people and basically coercing people into the Capitol. Speaking of, how about the Ted Cruz conversation with the lady from the fucking FBI? Can uh, I please... I'm We're asking my now, audience guys. here. We are fucking in it now. Can I, mean, I please get a DJ or somebody <laughs> to do a Ted Cruz saying fed, 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 <laughs> like type yeah. of dance yeah. mix for me. Fucking unbelievable. Right. So when he's hammering her with a questions, guys, here's the problem with that. I can't answer that question. Should terrify everybody. That should really fucking bother you. Because here's the deal. When he talks about did, were they actively involved in acts of violence? Did they promote or condone or coerce people into acts of violence? It repeatedly, her response was, I can't answer that question. What should the answer have been from her? <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That, yeah. That's what we, the we looked at this guy. Answer. We looked at him up and down, looked at all his text messages, looked at all of his banking records because, you know, the telecom companies and banks just hand us that shit. Of course. they do. <laughs> And we looked at everything and he's 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 clean as a whistle. <laughs> so <laughs> on video, on video, having people chant at him, fed, 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 like Ted Cruz <laughs> say out loud. Unbelievable, man. That was the second most memeable moment uh, this week. The, the first, of course, is Fauci holding up a piece of paper on television. <laughs> you never do that. And I'm glad I he did. I fucking love it. I wonder, I wonder what our boy Simi could put on a piece of paper next to Fauci's head. 
Yeah, I think my we need God. To, we need, I mean, for this dipshit <laughs> to literally be holding a sign that says "Fire Doctor Fauci," it's like fucking ultimate troll. It's extraordinary, you know. And he's the one calling people a moron and dropping the JC on you know because he's being asked about his financial records. But I got to tell you, you know, as we're going through this, well, I, you know, he's a wealthy fucking man. You know, we've talked about the fact that he's oh. the highest paid employee of the federal government even more so than the president of the United States. Um, you know, this guy's worth 10.4 million. Clearly. That's just the, in investments. The pandemic. <laughs> That's just in investments. Yeah. So clearly the pandemic has uh, done really well for Fauci's uh, pocketbook. A little fucking mm. troll. Ugh, oh, gross. Yeah. So thank you, Ted Cruz, for drilling him. Thank you, Tucker, for drilling Ted Cruz. <laughs> really? oh, speaking of drilling getting back to kamala wow what a fucking interview <laughs> yeah it was invigorating and i was on the seat of my chair and by chair i mean the toilet because i it literally just made me my bowels fucking move around and made me want to just take a shit <laughs> she is so vapid Every it's t- like i've seen better interviews on bang bros <laughs> it's unbelievable yeah yeah I, I absolutely agree with that Unbelievable. So dumb. How do you get that? How do you get that high up in the hierarchy? How do you suck that high? (laughs) Well, is it really just like they just lower down like a thing and like she just like hoovers it into her mouth and just like arises like up all the way up the uh, Mortal Kombat past Goro past Shang Tsung all the way up to the top of the hierarchy all of a sudden. I mean, when you think about power, the, the combined leaders of the free world. You have pudding brain, pudding pants that genuinely can't string together a fucking coherent sentence unless he's telling social media companies to stop disinformation, right? Or misinformation. Yo, oh, yeah. Um, I love that this week. Yeah. They're just right out in the open. Overt that? censorship from the government top down, just centralized. Like, hey, all the private companies out there that you have uh, government contracts like Twitter and Facebook and Google, all, all the use out there. Um uh, silence my my dissenters. <laughs> silence my political opposition, please. <laughs> I, I promise you you'll get a nice big tax break in my next build back go fuck yourself bill and <laughs> build back know, to fucked. <laughs> That's build what back to it. fucked. Absolutely. <laughs> oh man. I mean, all right. So you know you um you mentioned Supreme Court. Oh so, yeah. Um. You know, and then so like kind of a two part, right? Obviously, we had a win with the Supreme Court uh, as far as them shooting down uh, putting heads fucking, you know, uh, you know, absolutely unconstitutional mandate. Um, I love Ron DeSantis. I fucking love this guy. I'm such a fanboy. And I know that you guys hear this so often, but to see a man fighting for his people is extraordinary. So I love that, you know, DeSantis came out two things, right? Ian Smith. Uh, from Ian Smith um, Fitness, Attila's Gym. We've talked about him before. You know, he oh, came yeah, out and warrior. said, I don't know why the fuck you're all celebrating. This was a, a an unbelievable disservice to frontline medical, uh, medical care workers, which it is. Yep. And keep in mind, guys, uh, here in the United States, um, we have people that are symptomatic COVID positive in the medical field, nurses and doctors that are currently at work because they're vaccinated, but completely healthy unvaccinated employees um, that can't go to work. It, it is total fucking clown world. It makes no sense at all. 
So who chimed in and gave their opinion besides Ian Smith? Ron fucking DeSantis. Love that guy. Scorched Supreme Court about how absolutely ridiculous that is to restrict and uh, and to allow that mandate to take place in in the you know the medical you know realm. I mean, it's uh, the guy just impresses me more and more and more, and his consistency is just phenomenal. I mean, he is always on it, always. Well, yeah, we we definitely had like a celebratory moment, like whenever I I first saw that the Supreme Court judgment came down or decision came down about uh, the mandate for uh, businesses that have more than 100 employees, because that affects so many people that I know, like so many people. And then I posted something immediately about it, but then didn't really take the time to really digest what it really meant. And I mean, I'm thankful that my my friend TJ Wright, um, who does uh, Healthy Courage now, whom I plan on having on the show soon uh, to talk about health and how it relates to all the stuff that we talk about here on the show. And he was right to correct me and saying that, you know, I, I said that, you know, something like we won, uh, but we're still not done with you, Biden, you know, that, that type of thing. And he reminded me kindly, uh, healthcare workers did not win. And then looking into that, just like the, just the disservice that, that we did to the people that, you know, put their lives on the line and sacrifice a lot of their time and efforts into protecting people, into treating people, the you know, into, uh, advocating for things like natural immunity, uh, advocating for b- bodily autonomy, and then all those people that are standing up for what's right are about to get kicked out of their jobs in the healthcare field. And like you said, the insanity of bringing in healthcare workers that are currently with COVID to treat people because they're so shorthanded. And then the other really fucking scary part is, is that we're going to start bringing in the military and FEMA to start doing all this now. At what point do we get to full on FEMA camps for COVID, right? That are fully staffed by these people since we're normalizing it now, since we're bringing them in to basically take over one sixth of the fucking economy in healthcare, that we're just going to militarize everything, nationalize everything. Hmm. I wonder where, where the fuck did this happen before again in history? Oh yeah. <laughs> when the other fascists fucking took over countries. So now we're going to have militarized healthcare. That, that's going to be segregated, by the way, not just segregated between the vaxxed and unvaxxed, but then also between races, too, because as we talked about a few episodes ago, they're also separating our our medicine that we get, you know, all the all the life saving interventions that they could give you, all the early treatments that they've rather suppressed or limited in some way or rationed or taken away from you because you were born the wrong uh, skin color. Um, n- now we're going to have to deal with like this whole system of equity and in- diversity, uh, equity and inclusion, the die uh, principle. <laughs> D-I, inclusion and equity. Sorry, I got to switch this out. But yeah, it's it's the die principles. And um, that's what's going to happen, folks. I mean, I, thankfully, uh, I don't know what it is. And I've heard plenty of concepts being thrown around around there about it. But the Omnicon, as we've been calling it, though, may just have been, and and even Brett Weinstein talked about this. I think he might know a little bit more about it than I do. This might be the greatest white hat, like, action ever if the the concept of it was is that this was released to be the dominant variant because of its level of transmissibility and also of its lack of like any symptoms beyond a cold whatsoever. 
and zero deaths pretty much unless unless like you got hit by a fucking meteor when you walked outside of the hospital but you were still testing positive for covid then they'd still count you as a covid death according to Rochelle uh, Walensky this week too you that's know? when we get the um martian strain <laughs> yes well <laughs> have the mars covid mars fucking 97 wouldn't shock me at all i mean if they can splice anything chimerically into what we're dealing with now according to the documents that we've seen from project veritas that were mm-hmm. further affirmed this week further um verified this week but yeah just and then between that i mean just to get back to the supreme court thing though um just to touch upon that because like the good the good things that came out of this was in my opinion is that the American public got to see firsthand how fucking ignorant the people in leadership positions are in this country. That, if they're not ignorant, they are corrupt as hell. So they're rather completely disingenuous, like lying to your face, telling you that they're doing this for public safety when it doesn't block transmission or infection, um, that there aren't 100,000 kids all hooked up to ventilators all at the same time. Here's how crazy this is, Mm -hmm. that now... Even the liberal media is being called to task and talking about that. Well, That's yeah, because they have 2% crazy. of the ratings that they used to have. Oh, they, the, <laughs> CNN lost um, 90% of their viewership. I was reading this week. 90%. Like a couple thousand people will watch Brian Stelter. But even Brian fucking Stelter talks about, do you believe that people have lost the faith in media because of their reporting on this, you know, and, and that was specifically one of them where, you know, they're talking about, uh, I think she was part of the who was watching a, uh, just a little snippet from, from CNN. And, uh, and they said, well, you know, in fact, it's not a hundred thousand children, it's 3,500. And the lady goes, well, yeah, but let's talk about the importance of getting your children vaccinated. And it is just fucking bananas. But when we're at the point where now, I mean, the liberal media has no option but to to actually talk about this. And and for the first time in a long time, say anything true. They know that they're just they don't matter anymore. They're they're inconsequential. People aren't buying the shit. And then a couple other things while we're on the covid topic is now we have the EU stating that boosters do lower our natural immunity. And immunity yes. in general. So literally, the EU and countries throughout Europe are stating, yeah, hey, these boosters are actually really fucking bad. Like, these really are detrimental to your immune system. And then you have the CDC saying, hey, guys, um, hope everybody's having a great day. The masks don't really work. So get a, get a vaccine. Wait, what? Did they just say the masks don't work? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, vac- booster? Booster? <laughs> it's like, what in the actual fuck? So, you know, you have to look at things like that, that now even the few hangers on uh, to the, the nonsense fucking liberal propaganda are going, well, 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 but wait a minute. My whole life has been destroyed for the last two years. And in these last specifically, you know, eight months I've been told that I have to get vaxxed 
because I can't go to work. I can't go to a restaurant. My kids have to get vaxxed. I've been told that I'm not vaxxed enough if I don't get the boosters and, and the, you know, the increments that they're telling me and the frequency they're telling me. Wait, wait, so that's all actually pretty bad for me? And the thing they make me wear on my face every day, it isn't good for me? It doesn't really help anything? What's the point to that? Well, it's the same fucking point when you had Dachau and Auschwitz. The same reason that every man and every woman, they shaved all the men's heads and faces and they shaved the women's heads so that nobody had an identity anymore. So they could literally not view them as human beings. And I got news for you. People like Dr. Fauci and, Fauci and, and the CDC and the WHO and um, Bill Gates, that they don't look at you as Bob Smith and his wife, Sarah Smith, and his, you know, two kids, Bobby Smith and, you know, Rachel Smith. No, no, they look at you like fucking animals. That's what they like, you know, massive agriculture farms. They look at you like fucking pigs in a pen. That's how they view us. They don't view us as people. They don't care about your fucking life. They don't care that you, you're going to lose your house. They don't care that your kids are, are becoming socially fucking awkward because they don't know how to function anymore because they've been locked in a house and staring at a fucking computer screen and they call that school. They don't care. They don't care that all of the colleges that are charging full tuition, that the students are, you know, are doing, you know, video Zoom fucking education. They don't care about you. Every time they say, this is what's best for you and your family, it's not true. It's not true. So anytime that you hear that, this is best for you, I promise you, do the opposite thing because that's what's right for you and that's genuinely what's best for you. These people are fucking monsters. Gen they are fucking monsters, guys. Agreed. And you brought up an excellent point there um, earlier about the boosters because, I mean, when I think about trusting uh, institutions... I really want the same people that were responsible for the AIDS epidemic to be marketing all of my drugs regarding my immune system because they did a hell of a job with that one, didn't they? <laughs> I want the same guy responsible for a a AZT, responsible for what gets forcibly injected into my veins, regardless if I want it there or not, regardless if I need it or not, regardless if my children want it or need it or not, right? I want that guy in charge. And when you think about it too, like the way you talked about how they view us as, as just like human chattel. And that's very true because um, now we're being told well, that at the end of the day, oh, we're commodities. Yeah. That's what it is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just part of the economy. Yeah, just, just like you know, sparks coming off of a machine as sodomizer said last week <laughs> in the Supreme court, just like they manipulate yeah. any commodity. They're the same exact way that they take the farmers in the United States and make them destroy crops so they control supply and pricing. It's the same fucking thing. The oh, yeah. same reason that you see deviations in meat pricing. And you know, one of the other things you're seeing a ton of articles this week, a lot's coming out about the supply chain, right? Because of Omicron, um, you know, that they're saying this is going to be the worst. We're going to see it. I mean, I'm seeing videos from all over the country of empty shelves in supermarkets. And I'm also personally witnessing it. It's fucking weird. You know, if my wife's going to the supermarket, I'm like, hey, can you grab me a couple rain energy drinks? And um, she's like, hey, what else do you want? They don't have those. I'm like, what? What do you mean they don't have those? Wow. That, that doesn't even make sense to me. 
What kind of a world are we living in, folks? Where yeah, you can't well, find I can't rain put energy toxic drink. poison <laughs> energy drinks into my system <laughs> at will. You'd think that these fuckers would want me to keep doing that. Hell, that's the most You could find thing that shit in any dirtball town uh, anywhere across the 48 states at any Dollar General, folks. You could find <laughs> that shit. But all of a sudden it disappears. Oh, that we uh, got something me, to worry about me. that if that um, happens. Just a correction. It's now called uh, Tree Fitty General. <laughs> it's not the oh, Dollar yeah. General anymore. Yeah, they had to get rid of all the dollar part. Yeah, nobody knows. You can't cash that in for anything anymore. And then that really, I mean, just getting back to what you were saying, though, um, it, can't, it just brought this to mind that um, I heard on Ryan Christian's show, uh, Last American Vagabond, the other night, that it surprised. We, when it comes to the Moderna boosters, we only have to wait five months in between boosters now. We've been given permission um, because, you know, you can't get enough of, of that good Moderna stuff. And uh, five months is way too long, I know. But, I mean, at least they're, they're kind of putting a limit on it so people aren't rioting over getting it. Because I know everybody's clamoring out there. But uh, And then, you know, just to talk about, you know, the big topic this week. Uh, I've seen a lot of great reporting coming out of Project Veritas. And the past hold on, 10 hold on, because this is, you know, yeah. this is obviously going to be the, the meat and potatoes uh, of the show. Oh, you got, yeah, you got a just little bit more. One more thing. Me. Yeah. Just, just one more thing. Let's it's get it. this week's Fuck You, Dan Crenshaw. And I think oh, maybe yes, I'm going to make forgot. that yes, a, we a had consistent part of the show. This fucking guy mm. is literally burning himself to the fucking ground. And it, I, I'd like. I'm here for it. To watch <laughs> this transition of this guy who started as constitutionalist patriot to literally turning into a fucking spineless rhino scumbag makes me sick. So today I just want to share his tweet. Dan Crenshaw from Texas, everybody. This week he decided to share with the American people. Let's get some truth on the record. Liz Cheney has, has a hell of a lot more backbone than most and is a principled leader with fierce intellect. She will continue to be a much-needed leader in the conference with my full support. We can disagree without tearing each other apart. Fuck you, Dan Crenshaw. That's what I have to say to you. So I don't know if he's been a fucking total, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, wolf in sheep's clothing the entire fucking time, or if they told him, if you don't get your shit together, we're going to put kitty porn on your fucking laptop and you're going to go to prison. Uh, I, I hope it's the latter. Because I am so damn disappointed in this guy, it's not even funny. So that being said, this week, fuck you, Dan Crenshaw. That's all I got. I like it. I like it. I don't think there's anybody more deserving as of recent um, than that shit con known as Dan Crenshaw. So, and uh, yeah, any sort of any sort of defense for Liz Cheney anymore? I mean, come on. Uh, if even. Even if they brought out her dad, her dad'd be like, "Yeah, she, she's kind of a sellout piece of shit, isn't she?" <laughs> but I don't know. I think that um, the war machine that was behind her father, and just like the the deep state, like the the state that never goes away, uh, the same same people that have uh, their connections with the, the Romney campaign <laughs> and everything that he's been involved with. Anyone involved with uh, Adam Kinzinger, there, there's there's a whole bunch of rhino Republicans out there that just need to be cleaned out. And, um, you know, we're really seeing 
you know, who, who the, uh, the true patriots are now uh, more and more as, as we see this divide going into 2022. And um, I'm really hoping for a lot of them to be cleaned out. A lot of the legacy Republicans, the ones that have just been around for, for ages that have done nothing and just put us in this hole. Uh, but, you know, if we're looking for, you know, solutions from the top down, though, we can't get too excited here. Because uh, last time we thought we were going to win big, we put uh, Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham back in office. I mean, I remember that shit. <laughs> so, and they've done so much for us since then, haven't they? <laughs> so, I mean, uh, if we got if we got somebody better than Dan Crenshaw down in his uh, district, down down in his uh, constituency. If you could produce something possibly better than this eye-patched fuck, uh, please, please send him there. But yeah, there's only so much you could do. But moving on, uh, transitioning back into the, the big topic I wanted to talk about today, though. Hey, hey. Is, uh, yep, what's that? You think you winked after he sent that? <laughs> ah, <laughs> you never know. Fuck you, Dan Crenshaw. You never know. You know, and I, I will say this too before we move on. Um, there's there's a, a guy out there named Hassan Piker, and he's a huge, huge piece of shit. But when he came out and said some really nasty stuff about Dan Crenshaw like a few months ago, like everybody was all aghast to it. I'm like, okay, well, they're, they're insults, and maybe they weren't, you know, they're insults. They're not supposed to be nice. Like there, there's, there's kinder, gentler, more uh political i guess ways of doing it more tactful ways of telling someone to go fuck themselves but hassan piker came right out with it now hassan is deserving of all of the negative attention that he gets and um you know i just don't really interact with people like him or bother to watch uh much of his shit uh because of it but you know he is one of those like champagne socialists you know he lives in a nice big mansion and everything and his 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 uh cousin chunky uh, that does the Young Turks there, um, gets all that nice uh, foreign money and all that uh, big money from, uh, you know, all the people that fund all the dark campaigns uh, to people like AOC and others too. So um, yeah, definitely look into the Young Turks and who funds them now uh, for getting all that Qatari money and other shit. Um, all the former Clinton uh, people that are investing in them or all the people that back the Clintons uh, investing in them. So, but yeah, that just came to mind, you know, just thinking about it, because uh, I think the line was about somebody um, fucking his eye hole, I think is the way Hassan put it. So, I mean, that was pretty brutal, I gotta say. I mean, I, like I said, don't like the guy, not really defending Hassan Piker, just want everybody to know that. But, um, yeah, fuck you in the eye hole, Dan, Dan Crenshaw. I mean, <laughs> it's just, you've, you've earned it now. I mean, I would have defended you like six months ago when stupid ass Hassan said that shit. But now, look at you now. Just look at you now. But um, now with uh, this whole this whole military documents thing from Project Veritas, um, how do I put this? Let's just get into it. First bullet point off of Project Veritas's website here: Military documents state that EcoHealth Alliance approached DARPA in March of 2018. That's not that long ago. Just before all of this went down, though. And uh, apparently, 
EcoHealth Alliance was seeking funding to conduct gain-of-function research of bat-borne coronaviruses. Go fucking figure. The proposal named Project Diffuse was rejected by DARPA over safety concerns and the notion that it violates the gain-of-function research moratorium. Now, the main report regarding the EcoHealth Alliance proposal leaked on the internet a couple months ago. It remained unverified until now. And Project Veritas has obtained a separate report to the Inspector General of the Department of Defense, written by a gentleman. His name is uh, Joseph Murphy. He is a U.S. Marine Corps major and former DARPA fellow. So this guy's probably in the know as to what happens in DARPA and everything. And the proposal, it says here, does not mention or assess potential risks of gain of function or GOF research. A direct quote from the DARPA rejection letter. Now also, Project Veritas reached out to DARPA for comment regarding the hidden documents and spoke with the chief of, chief of communications, Jared Adams, who said it doesn't sound normal to him when he was asked about the way the documents were buried, they were apparently in some sort of safe drive or whatever, like they weren't made available to the public. So lots of obfuscation here. And just like that, that fits the motif for people that we know of all involved in this little scheme. I mean, when we talk about Anthony Fauci, he has not been transparent about this uh, at all. Uh, and in fact, it was you know released a few weeks ago that him and Collins were working behind the scenes to squash any sort of dissent in the media, uh, which uh, thankfully Rand Paul called Fauci out on again uh, this past week too. Uh, he said, you know, you, you got back to Collins and, you know, and said yeah, after Collins was saying there needs to be a, a sweeping takedown and uh, diminishing of these people. Uh, they called them fringe, like people like Marty McCary and others and, you know, all, all sorts of prestigious doctors from prestigious or institutions. And that, that's the other thing that Rand went over, too, when he was grilling Fauci, is just saying that, you know, all these people are fringe. All of a sudden, they're like from Harvard and Stanford and Johns Hopkins. Um, they are raking Dr. Malone over the coals. Oh, of course. It is unbelievable to watch what they're trying to do to this man. Even Alex Berenson this past week, even Alex Berenson was like, oh, Robert Malone's not doing himself any favors by uh, by by saying that he invented uh, mRNA technology and and Malone put him in his fucking place. Like it it was on uh, Laura Ingram's show and Berenson's like, yeah, I mean, he's not doing anybody any favors, like I mentioned, you know, and uh, Malone just comes on and says, well, I got this patent, this patent and this patent. So. That was kind of a low blow. Why don't, why don't you shut up there, Alex? <laughs> like put him in his place. I was, hey, I'm glad that dude's standing up for himself and he has the credentials to back it. I mean, when you got your name on fucking patents for that shit, um, you can claim some sort of credit, you know, credit for it. I, I, I think, you know, he might not be the ultimate inventor of a technology like that, but that that type of platform or that type of technology takes thousands of people's interactions and involvement. So but he, he certainly played a major hand in it if his, if his names are on the patents, if his name is on the patents, I mean. And then, so we're, we're going through this information, and then they have this little hearing uh, about Biden administration's response to the Omicron uh, outbreaks that we've been having, which has just been, I'll tell you what, man, that shit's been tearing through the country, hasn't it? Left, right, up, down, boosted, triple boosted, doesn't matter, black, white. Small, big, fat, 
doesn't matter who you are. You probably got this shit over the past three weeks. Five thousand nine hundred and seventy seven cases today here in Hawaii. And um, mind you, it's typically over three thousand every single day. What doesn't make sense to me is haven't we run out of people to test? (laughs) Oh, there's a theory beyond that, too, uh, or uh, behind that, too. It's actually called uh, the depletion of susceptibles. Because there's there's so many people people. sick, like actively. There's only so many people you can get sick per day. I mean, before it just gets ridiculous. Yeah. I bet you the morgues aren't full, though. I bet you that the bodies just aren't, you know, piling up in the fucking streets and like you can't get into a hospital because there's just so many dead there. Well, that's because most people are vaccinated. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What are you fucking stupid? Are you dumb? <laughs> the hell's wrong with you? I think we're like up to like 86% vaxxed. Allegedly. Allegedly. Oh, so man. that must be it. Somebody put a really good video up and um, it's like one of those videos where they take a different video and like people reacting to something. And he goes, um, he goes, you know, here's the thing. Um, you know, if you're unvaxxed, you can get you can get COVID and you can spread COVID. But if you're vaxxed, you can get COVID and you can spread COVID, but you're vaxxed. <laughs> it's a group of guys that are like, oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. <laughs> That's the world we live in now. Really, I mean, that kind of argument, not only has like Eric July posed it this way, where it's just like, how do you know, like if, you, if you're triple, quadruple vaccinated and you get it and you have moderate symptoms, how the fuck do you know? Because everybody's gotten moderate symptoms out of this unless there was like a parallel universe where there's another you that like had it without the vax and you can kind of compare charts um but even i mean tucker carlson brought up the same thing this past week and i think that that needs to be a a more popular question to ask is like how the fuck do we know this like even ryan christian went over it like uh, the other night on his show where it was like they were going over that thing that they keep uh, pounding into our heads the Project Markingbird type of stuff over and over again with like, oh, you're 17 times more likely to be hospitalized. And then Greg Christian looked it up. He's like, no, it's actually closer to 14, but then goes into like how they work those numbers. So the hospitalizations, as we've been finding out the past few weeks, the hospitalization numbers are garbage. If you show up to the hospital with a fucking stub toe and they test you, guess what? You're a COVID case. And the, the means of testing that they have to test you with are they testing you at like 500 fucking cycle thresholds at this point just to get something on there? Like they, they could fucking, they could PCR test um, a gummy bear and come up with a, uh, with a positive COVID case. They could, they could do anything. I think the one guy in Africa, didn't he do like a papaya fruit and tested a goat and a bunch of other things when this bullshit first started too? That was like one of the first articles that really struck me. It was just like, they're calling this out there. Yeah. They tested um like a, a kumquat. <laughs> I genuinely sent the shit as in as a active sample to test for COVID. So like multiple animals, fruits. Um, but again, we know that, you know, at, as Malone was scorched, you know, as being somebody that played an integral role, integral role in inventing the MRNA technology. You also have the gentleman that invented the PCR test that said, hey, uh, doesn't work like that. <laughs> oh yeah rest in peace gary mullins yeah yes we are bringing Mullins. that up the 
he's just those those videos of him ripping on Fauci are legendary. But speaking of ripping on Fauci, so I don't really know much about Senator Marshall, and I'm starting to like him a little bit more. Uh, that's for sure after this past week because he had the balls to follow up with Rand Paul and to call Dr. Fauci out on his financial disclosures by calling him out on the fact that, um, yeah, we're just wondering why you're so gung-ho on all this vaccine bullshit and all of your ties to these uh, organizations when you're the one that controls all of the fucking funding that goes to like every study regarding this shit ever. And then anything that does get approved, all the people associated with you that you controlled the funding for that are now raking in money, you think they're going to forget you? You think they're just going to like leave you out in the cold? No, no. So we just want like, as you know, just, just from all that we've seen thus far in this, in this pandemic uh, from people in high, in high places of power, uh, being able to rake in money, uh, people like Jeff Bezos and, you know, uh, companies like Apple and AT&T, you know, all, all these big tech companies, all the big box stores like Walmart and Target and others, they all seem to be just doing fantastic because of this shit. And they're all on the same page with it, too. You know, when you get to see every single organization and institution parroting the same topics, the same uh, uh, political talking points, um, that's when you should know that you're you're being fucked, <laughs> that you're being fucked with, really. Uh, but, you know, during a Senate health committee hearing about COVID on Tuesday, Dr. Anthony Fauci got his ass chewed out uh, by Senator Marshall about his financial uh, disclosure uh, kerfuffle, if you will, because uh, Fauci claimed that he, that was just all public's, public shit. You could just look that up right now. And Senator's like, I know that's not true because I've been putting in requests for months. So he's obviously lying. So Fauci's lied to, to the Senate twice now, not just about his involvement in the funding of the Wuhan lab and gain of function research and everything, but also he was being disingenuous about his financial dis disclosures. Now, when somebody's being uh, rather untransparent or uh, obfuscating your ability to see their what should be public financial disclosures, you, you start to think, well, there's probably something shady going on there. So Senator Marshall uh, just put his balls out there on the table and said, hey, you better have that financial shit to me by Friday or it's your ass. And lo and behold, Dr. Anthony Fauci, I got this on, uh, from the New York Post, Dr. Anthony Fauci's financial disclosure shows $10.4 in investments. Now, he's, in, he's into a bunch of different funds. So Fauci's 2020 filing, this is just 2020 alone, not previously available to the public. Thank you, New York Post, for letting us know that, because that confirms that Fauci was a lying piece of shit in front of uh, the Senate again. And that's also after he called Senator Marshall. Now, I know his last name begins with an M, but he called Senator Marshall a moron and then used the Lord's name in vain. How dare you, sir? But in the 2020 filing details the finances of the nation's highest paid federal employee who reportedly made $434,312 in 2020 and is on track for a 350000 annual pension upon retirement, that in a mix of trust and retirement fund accounts, he and his wife, who is ugly as sin, pulled Atlas large cap mutual funds, 
PIMCO's investment-grade bond fund, and a tax-exempt municipal debt fund. Now, here's what I want. I want somebody that understands the inner workings of these funds and how things are like organized or coded and understands the jargon to like get out a flashlight and go deep into this thing's butthole and come out with the juice. Like I want to know like what's in these funds and what are in these things that he's invested in that can be used to nail him to a cross and possibly set it on fire while it's upside down, like at a Slayer show in, in <laughs> Minecraft. So a couple interesting things, right? So part of their portfolio is they own an Italian restaurant in San Francisco. It's called Jackson Fillmore Trattoria. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to go there and clog up their toilet. <laughs> Upper Decker. Yeah. Um, and we've talked not about. not saying that you should do that, folks, but I just, I, it's <clears> heavy <throat> sometimes when it comes out. You know, no, we, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> oh, the Omicron. Martian Omicron. Um, you know, we've talked about uh, Fauci's wife, Christine Grady, and uh, the fact that she works for the National Institute of Health, where she determines what they, you know, put into people, uh, which is crazy. But um, yeah, I mean, you look at things like that, like what's what's the restaurant about? Why? Right. I mean, that's what's that's what's interesting. But uh, yeah, Roger Marshall. In Pelosi's man. district of all things, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, son of a Pelosi's bitch. district. I think you're in on San Francisco. Something. You know yep, what? Right here in the in the <clears throat> article, Fauci hey, also reported a stake hey, worth between one thousand and fifteen thousand. Do you do you think Pelosi's son Paul is a shift manager there? <laughs> Since we've just found out oh, about geez, all yeah. his um, corruption and uh, you know him being a, a part of all these criminal enterprises, it's got to be a rough life being a bagman, son. I mean, just look at what it did to Hunter. What a fucking character he is, huh? Yeah, turn him into a absolutely <laughs> I, I, I amazing artist. Parmesan cheese. <laughs> yeah, he's an artist now. <laughs> I mean, not to take anything away from, you know, Rick James, you know, because he, he freebased a lot of cocaine. So there's there, there is a path there for you. Like if you have a tremendous amount of talent that you can still freebase or smoke a lot of crack cocaine richard Pryor included of course too um still be successful so uh, let's see where hunter's uh art art career goes from here because i heard it was pretty successful i wonder if there was anyone shady that invested in the or, or bought i should say um that artwork i bet you there's a bunch of shady connections there i think that i think that that was actually exposed uh a couple people and what their connections were a few weeks ago so but Another topic for another day, possibly, but getting back to this whole Fauci shit. So he comes out with his financial disclosures and on the income side, Fauci was paid between 100,000 and 1 million in royalties by McGraw Hill. Um, and he also reported $8,100 in honoria and travel reimbursements for virtually appearing at three galas, including the Robert F. Kennedy Human Rights Foundation's Ripple of Hope. To be involved in anything that's involved with human rights in this fucking guy makes me really queasy. And then you attach Robert F. Kennedy because RFK Jr. right now is is also one of the people on, in this country solely responsible for bringing that smoke to Anthony Fauci. Like Robert RFK Jr.'s book uh, that goes into Anthony Fauci and how fucking criminally and morally and eternally corrupt he is, uh, is just fantastic. So, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that it, 
that the shit couldn't be coming down harder on a worse person. Um, but then you have like, not just with all this financial stuff coming out about Fauci, but then also you, you mentioned our, our boy, Robert Malone earlier, Dr. Robert Malone uh, went on with Steve Bannon on the war room and said that um, if this project Veritas stuff is all true, that this is indeed, as he quoted, premeditated manslaughter of millions of people coordinated at the highest levels. I mean, it's just, it's something I've that I'm saying crimes against humanity this entire fucking time. This well, entire we time. Now we know that he's lied to Congress, blatantly lied. Now that we have all the documents coming out that he knew that they were funding gain of function research. They knew that. They knew that. So, of course, it's premeditated. This entire fucking thing is all premeditated. Every bit of yeah. it. I stand corrected. That was actually uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf uh, that made that quote. It was Dr. Malone that said that this is bigger than the Pentagon Papers. Sorry. So, just to stand corrected on his quote. I mean, I agree. There, but to me, this is the biggest, yeah. uh, this is the most corrupt event in global history. Without Certainly. question. Without question. And you look how Nothing coordinated it is. And, you know, I've been talking about Cuomo. I've been talking about Wolf in Pennsylvania, the woman in Minnesota, about them taking all these elderly and putting them COVID positive when they had the alpha variant into these homes. I mean, the whole entire thing is a coordinated effort. And it's hard. You know, it's really hard to to acknowledge all of this and digest it because you realize that everything that we know it is fake. And that's fucked up. Genuinely fucked up. Like uh, that causes stress. That causes anxiety. And then you really start to look around and you're like, what the fuck is this world? Like, is it, we live in the Truman show. Just, just to be clear, that's what this is. This is the Truman show too, is what we live in. The only difference is that there's not a dome around us, but it's, it's been an entirely coordinated effort on a global scale. And Anthony Fauci funded and spearheaded the effort. I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, those that sell us the sickness, sell us the cure. And this is exactly that. Exactly that. Well, just to kind of put it in perspective for you folks listening out there right now, I want to read a little bit of something oh, to hold you. Up. I want and to go back is, and just, oh. I want to amend that statement. Oh. Vaccines don't cure COVID. Period. It does not cure the fucking disease. What cures it is hydroxychloroquine, zinc, right? Th those are the things that do that. Horse paste. Yep. Those are actual cures to the illness that we don't utilize or underutilize. Uh, monoclonal antibodies can't happen because you're white. White privilege. It's fucking <laughs> sick, man. Well, that's, that's exactly what I was going for here, because there is a great article that's like a compilation of the different pieces of information just organized in a more digestible way, possibly uh, on Red State. I included that in this week's source list. So if you folks listening out there, uh, please go on to our sub stack and look up the new prisoner number six, the new prisoners, um, and find us on sub stack and uh, sign up for the, uh, the weekly source list. So you have a copy of all this information. Uh, you also get a, a copy of my monologue each and every week, too, um, that I put together. So some, sometimes it's entertaining. Sometimes it's informative. 
but it's a nice piece of information to have on you just in case. So, but what I was going to get into though, and I'm glad you brought all that stuff up, John Henry, is there was a couple key points, like three key points in this red, red state article that I wanted to bring up during our podcast. And this first one is a doozy um, on August 13th, 2021. So during the pandemic here last year, uh, there was a memo to the department of defense inspector general. And in this memo, this is from uh, Marine Corps Major Joseph Murphy, who I mentioned before, who was then commandant of the Marine Corps fellow at DARPA. And according to his LinkedIn page now, Murphy is now at the Office of Naval Research. But anyways, um, in this memo, it goes on and says that SARS-CoV-2 is an American-created recombinant bat vaccine. or it's precursor virus. So rather, this is a failed vaccine that went crazy or the virus that they were using to make it. That's the claim. Now, again, that all needs to be verified a hell of a lot more. But from coming from somebody that's in the position of Major, uh, you know, in the Marine Corps, like Major Joseph Murphy, and he's also the Commandant Marine Corps Fellow at DARPA, Sounds kind of legit. I don't know. But he goes on to say it was created by an EcoHealth Alliance program at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, as suggested by the reporting surrounding the lab leak hypothesis. Remember how we were all getting banned for that shit? The details of this program have been concealed since the pandemic began. These details can be found in the EcoHealth Alliance proposal response to the DARPA preempt program, broad agency announcement. And that announcement number is uh, HR 00118600017. There you go. If you want to guess, you could look that up somehow. <laughs> Dated March 2018, a document not yet publicly disclosed. I wonder why. The contents of the proposed program are extremely detailed. Peter Daszak lays out step-by-step step what the organization intends to do by phase and by location. Phase and location. The primary scientists involved, their roles and their institutions are indicated. The funding plan for the WIV work is its own document. The reasons why non-pharmaceutical interventions like masks and medical countermeasures like the mRNA vaccines do not work well can be extrapolated from the details. The reasons why the early treatment protocols work as curatives are apparent. SARS-CoV-2's form, as it emerged, is likely a precursor, deliberately virulent. Humanized, recombinant SARS-SR-CoV that was to be reverse-engineered into a live-attenuated sars Arkov bat vaccine. Its nature can be determined from analysis of its genome with the context provided by the EcoHealth Alliance proposal. Joining this analysis with U.S. intelligence collections on Wuhan will aid this determination. So that's the first little part there, that this is a recombinant bat vaccine or its precursor virus. So that's number one. Keep that one in mind. Now, number two, and I, I think this is, this is a really funny one. 
SARS-CoV-2, hereafter referred to as SARS-CoV WIV, is a synthetic spike protein chimera engineered to attach to human ACE2 receptors and inserted into a recombinant bat SARS-CoV backbone. It is likely a live vaccine not yet engineered to a more attenuated state that the program sought to create with its final version. It leaked and spread rapidly because it was aerosolized so it could efficiently infect bats in caves. But it was not ready to infect bats yet, which is why it does not appear to infect bats. And the reason the disease is so confusing is because it is less a virus than it is engineered spike proteins hitchhiking a ride on a SARS-CoV quasi-species swarm. The closer it is to the final live attenuated vaccine form, the more likely that it has been de-attenuating since the initial escape in August 2019. Since the initial escape in August 2019. What were those military games, John Henry? When did that shit go down? That happened to have been like right after that, wasn't it? Yeah, that was actually right after that, <clears throat> which we just discussed on the uh, on the podcast and talked about how people from over 100 countries were there, athletes. And oddly enough, that Wuhan, a city of, I believe it was 11 million people. I apologize if that's incorrect. You can fact check me on my own podcast and see what that number was. Um, we'll take it. Yeah. But it's almost like it happened on purpose. And that's really what it comes down to is we know at this point it wasn't the fucking wet market. Right. It just wasn't. Nobody ate a bat. And um, and we also had talked many times about the, how they had um, mice with humanized lung tissue is how they developed this for it to attack the lungs. But yeah, last week we talked about, um, you know, the gentleman that was military in Canada and how they literally had a quarantine section on the plane. And all these military athletes from all over the world were in Wuhan and um, a lot of them came back sick. So that was basically the outbreak monkey moment, right? Is they infect these guys and then spread them throughout the world with a highly contagious disease that had been created in a lab that we paid for. Specifically, the guy that has been telling us how to live our lives. It makes sense to me. When I think about what I went through in October 2019, when I got sick all of a sudden coming back from a trip and how odd that experience was, how I felt. And I really didn't think much of it after a few days cause I recovered. And then around January or late December, really, I started hearing about this virus And I still didn't think much of it. Well, I told you, if you remember, I told you the story about, um, you know, so I was working in Florida, had a really large team. And in January, um, our whole entire staff got sick. It was like 60 people spread between two different buildings. 
And I remember we called it the the name of the place that I worked, Plague, right? And wow. I distinctly remember, um, because if anybody called out sick, they had to call on an office line, and we would go in, and uh, and we would listen to these calls. And I remember that, like, somebody listened to the call and was like, hey, man, come listen to how funny this is. One of our guys called off and said that he thinks he has the coronavirus. And I distinctly remember that we all sat in that room together and laughed because we're like, what an idiot. Because this is when the videos from China first started coming out and from Wuhan of the people collapsing on the streets. Right. And allegedly, right. It was, you know, it was, it was still in China. It wasn't the United States, but now we know that's complete false bullshit. And also, I want to say it was uh, it's either November or December. So, um, you know, I'm a big advocate for the Second Amendment. And every year in Vegas, there's a giant uh, event that goes on that's called SHOT Show. Right. So all the gun manufacturers, accessory manufacturers from all over the world, they come out and they show all their new shiny new toys. Right. Custom designed firearms and a ton of people from that event got really sick and they called it the SHOT Show Flu. And it's amazing as you think back to Vegas as an example, you know, Vegas is the Mecca for business conferences and events, right? So they do that. They do the SEMA for all the car stuff. They do the that bicycle show out there where it's like all of the bicycle manufacturers go. So you have all these huge event centers and everybody going there and then spreading back out nationally and globally from all of these events. So you look at something like that where if that's COVID that everybody's spreading late 2019 in Vegas, and then these people disperse, what what happens next? Oh shit, COVID's here. Now, what's interesting is when everybody got really sick, we were so new in all of this that there was no test for COVID. If you remember, if we go back to like February, March, do you remember that you couldn't get a COVID test two years ago? You couldn't get one. I mean, you... It you was like this super rare thing. It, like you could not get a COVID test. And, you know, so it, like a couple people, when they went, uh, they were told they had a, a respiratory infection, like a, a upper respiratory infection. That's what I thought I had. I thought I had a respiratory infection. But it's insane as I think back to it is literally I had COVID for three weeks. I had it for a long time. Um, you know, my, I I had really bad night sweats. I was running a bad fever. I had body aches. Like I remember distinctly first couple of days I was feeling shitty. I'm like, ah, no big deal. I have a respiratory infection. I'm hacking, I'm coughing. And, um, and then I specifically like my fourth day of being sick. I remember waking up and I felt like the tin man from wizard of Oz that literally my joints couldn't even move. And when I bent any joint in my body, it was excruciating fucking pain. And now as I think back to that, as we've been through all of this, I'm like, son of a bitch, we all had fucking COVID. We all had COVID. And, you know, that was the alpha variant. That was the first one. And what's interesting is uh, I I haven't had COVID since. And I've literally been in close proximity to a absurd amount of people that were symptomatic COVID sick. You know, I joke so- about it all the time. It's I crazy. related to uh, the character in Mallrats, William Black. I'm looking him up here just to make sure I had the right name in the movies. But he was played by Ethan Suplee famously in Mallrats where he cannot see the sailboat. And I just keep telling people like I'm around, I'm, I'm exposed, quote unquote, quite often because Shout I, I, I work with a lot of people. Suplee. I travel around a lot. 
yeah. for your your change in your body, by the way. Oh my goodness. Un- yes. Fucking believable that guy. You know, yeah. and that goes back to metabolic health. And you know, one of the things with the pandemic is a lot of people started to recognize that. But uh, if you don't know who that is, that's the you know he's he's one of those big giant fat actors, right? He's he was the fat guy. Uh, what was a football movie he was in? Was oh, that, remember geez. the was Titans that or some remember shit. Remember the Titans, yeah. So he's the big giant fat guy, and uh, that dude is like a fucking beast now, <laughs> in yeah. super good shape. But uh, I like so that is guy. action Bronson. Bronson's yeah. oh, fucking dude. killing it fucking too. Action, bam, bam, baklava. I mean, you see this yep. guy, he's lost an unbelievable amount of weight, posts nothing but training videos. Uh, good for that guy. Good for anybody that, you know, recognizes that, hey, maybe it ain't about drugs you can take. Maybe it's about just being healthy in general. You know, and for me, like I work out every day, well, almost every day, you know, at least, you know, six days a week, sometimes five. If I have a lot of shit going on with work, but, uh, you know, I take a ton of multivitamins. Right. I'm not like on vitamin C and zinc. I take animal pack multivitamins. So if you guys want to load up they're for people that train and bodybuilding or athletic, there's like an absurd amount of vitamins, you know, take a good uh, joint complex that that lowers inflammation in the body. I take a, you know, shout out animal flex. Right. It's just shit that I've taken for a long time. And, you know, the other big one, the really big one that people miss, especially when you're locked in your house and, you know, a fucking full on authoritarian rule is vitamin D. Sunshine. Oh, yeah. Some fucking sunshine. You know, Rhonda Patrick, even though she like leaned hard towards being pro vaccine, you know, that's one of the first things that she talked heavily about people that were symptomatic with COVID having a vitamin D sufficiency. I mean, vitamin D is a pro hormone. It is a really, really fucking important vitamin to get into your body. And the coolest part about, you know, vitamin D is... Uh, now, listen, you know, I, I know you're in the Northeast and right now it's like 14 fucking degrees of misery out there and you're not getting a whole lot of that. But vitamin D1 is super cheap to get a good vitamin D supplement. Go on Amazon. It don't cost you nothing. You can get a great one for 15 bucks. But outside of that, just to get sun. So when you look at the amount of COVID, especially for the alpha variant of that, you know, that was something really important where, you know, it was a lot more people in, you know, a Seattle or, a, you know, a Delaware, New England, Pennsylvania, Ohio type area in the wintertime is where that stuff really exploded because of the vitamin D deficiency. So just metabolic health, guys, I say it every fucking time we, we talk, every single episode, I say the words metabolic health because it's just it's so important to not get sick in the first place. So then you don't have to worry so much about all the other stuff. And, you know, I just I think about my situation and how much exposure I have, you know, what I, where I work, it's very transient. We have a lot of people that travel coming through. Like, it's just a lot of people. I don't, I don't work in a sterile office space. And, um, you know, it's, it's really crazy to think about how much COVID I've been around and don't have it because I had that nasty, nasty bout in January, 2020. Um, so natural immunity and be healthy, pretty simple. Yeah, I've been just, I've been telling people ever since, I just I cannot see the sailboat. I mean, I've been really active throughout the entire pandemic uh, at my job and my hobbies, just in my lifestyle in general, I come in contact with a lot of people and uh, apparently exposed a whole bunch of times and just nothing. I'm waiting for it, waiting for the sail- the sailboat to appear, and it just never does. And I've always wondered why. And then reading shit like this and how far back it goes, and just to think about how I felt uh, back in October 2019, uh, thinking that I could have been 
maybe not one of the first, but still early on in, in all of this and sort of got it out of the way. But, you know, I don't remember it being very pleasant. <laughs> no. hey, to be fair, if we're going to be completely objective, mm-hmm. you may have also got sick after that trip for not taking care of your body for a couple of days. Oh, yeah, that was certainly I mean, what I, what I put those when you talk about like your metabolic health and how that impacts with everything, plus your vitamin D levels. When I think back to that time in my life in particular, uh, not getting a whole lot of sunshine, um, eating like garbage, drinking yep. all the time. And, and um, suffice and, to yeah. say that maybe you were on a minimal amount of sleep on that particular oh, trip. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely no sleep. Son of a bitch. And, okay. So this is what's crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're talking about Las Vegas. Yeah. But what the, we just talked about the shot show and all that shit. Think about yep. that. For fuck's That's sake, insane. you might have been the fucking outbreak monkey. Probably. You're one Sorry, of Sorry, Shot Show. <laughs> <laughs> or you just were in contact. Obviously, you know, uh, there's a massive amount of people in fucking Las Vegas. And, you know, when we were there, obviously that was before the whole fucking world shut down. And there's just a fucking billion people everywhere. Yeah. That's wild to think about. Yeah. Hmm. And, and just uh, the, the one main point I wanted to bring up, the final of the third main topic points, though, here, and it does relate to your health. Because, like, when we talk about, things that you can use as prophylaxis when we talk about like how you can treat your body, you know, with, with, you know, exercise and vitamins and vitamin D and sunlight exposure and things of that nature, just a general healthy lifestyle. Or if you still do get infected, that there's a bunch of uh, therapeutics that you might be able to get your hands on. And maybe, maybe after some sort of court battle, maybe at this point, but the one thing that's been pushed down our throats has been these injections. And we can, we can, we can speculate, you know, at least we have pretty hard, uh, you know, circumstantial evidence as to why they would push these sort of things. And we're going to go into that a little bit more uh, before we finish up this topic. Uh, I definitely have some of that planned, but I just wanted to read this to our audience. So hold on to your shit because you're going to lose it. The gene encoded or mRNA vaccines work poorly. This is out of that same menu from Murphy. Work poorly because they are synthetic replications of the already synthetic SARS-CoV-WIV synthetic spike proteins and possess no other epitopes. That's all it is. So what you're taking there, if you accept this injection, rather by force or just social engineering, that they work poorly because they are synthetic replications of something that's already synthetic. It reminds me of multiplicity. It's just like when, whenever the, the clones of the clones are come out retarded, <laughs> that's what these things are. So now you also have later in the memo that the mRNA instructs the cells to produce synthetic copies of the SARS-CoV WIV synthetic spike protein directly into the bloodstream. Now, there's been talk about that not staying localized in your arm for quite a while and how it can go into various organs, including those that are responsible for reproduction, which they also came out with a study again this past week that talked about it affecting women's reproductive health. So no, 
I'll gladly wear the fucking tinfoil hat again on that yeah. one. I'll uh, march down the street with it on my fucking yeah, me head too. before and, I let it ruin my wife's reproductive system. And, and guys, what, like he's, what he's referring to is huge impacts on menstruation and ovulation, right? Where women are just not getting periods anymore. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's not good. Or getting them after menopause. Exactly. <laughs> being, or, being like 50 and looking down and going, what the fuck? Yeah, or getting <laughs> ones that, that you didn't have. So you can see that it's clear that we're now starting to see proof, um, you know, in, in women. But also the other big concern is in men is, you know, are, are men becoming sterile? Well, when it comes to population control, what do you think the number one way to do that is? It's to sterilize people. So... You know, when it comes to population control, that's pretty fucking terrifying. You know, you think about five years from now, it's like, you know, uh, unvaxxed sperm will be as is <laughs> worth as much as fucking, you know, it's it's weight in gold, um, which is just crazy, you know, because now already and this is it's kind of a weird topic to talk about. But, you know, there's specifically like women going to sperm banks going, I don't want vaccinated sperm. Weird. It doesn't make sense. I understand that. Right. Just like, just like, and guys, if this doesn't tell you everything you need to fucking know, you can't donate blood if you've been vaccinated. I'm going to say that again, everybody. And I want you to genuinely listen. Don't take my word for it. Look it up yourself. Go to the fucking blood banks website and look. You cannot donate blood if you've been vaccinated. I want you to think about long-term effects here in the amount of people in, in dire, terrible medical situations that need donated blood to stay alive. When you look at the percentile, right, where there's already, historically, we've seen shortages of certain blood types. Right. You'll see ads like, hey, if you're type O positive or O negative, uh, please donate blood. We have a blood shortage. So let's just call it 50 percent of America. If we already had that situation where most people could donate blood and now we're going to be in an area where half people can donate blood. And that doesn't mean half the population will donate blood. What does that do and what type of pressure and stress does that put on, you know, the, the infrastructure of blood banks in, in the medical field? Not good. So, again, if you cannot donate blood because you put this chemical compound in your body, that should tell you every fucking thing that you need to know about whether or not you should get a vaccine or a booster or 20 fucking boosters. It's not good news. So they, you, the truth, and that's what's frustrating. That in itself should deter people. Just that. If you've had COVID, you have natural immunity, but then you get some type of social pressure or, or a professional pressure from what you do for a living, it is just fucking wild that people don't take a minute and, and they're not even objective in the slightest and just look and go, wait a minute, you're telling me if I do this, I can't donate blood? That's kind of scary. Really fucking scary. Let's say you're a super rare blood type and your kids are the same blood type. Well, there's been a lot of situations throughout history where, you know, mom or dad are the ones that donate that. Let's go a step even further for just a second. 
now that we're on this topic. How about organ transplants? How does that work oh, now? What type of impact is that going to have for everybody that's life or death on dialysis and needs a new liver or needs a new kidney uh, or needs lungs or needs a heart? So when you look at this impact long term, uh, it in in that whole entire realm of medical transplant, blood transfusions, all these things, it's uh it's looking pretty fucking dismal. It's not looking positive, man. And that's 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 you know I use the word terrifying a lot, but when I think about that, guys, if somebody that you love or yourself are in this terrible medical condition, they go, "I'm sorry, we don't have blood for your 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 brother, your sister, your mother, your daughter, your you know your significant other." You know, that's, um, I just, I hate to even think about a family being in that situation because of this. Well, I've heard numerous times, um, just a shout out, uh, T-Lav again tonight. It was just, um, one of those things where they've talked about this for, for months now, just months and months. And, you know, to all the people that think that we're just a bunch of crazy conspiracy theorists that are looking to just link things together that aren't really there. Like we have, you know, news report videos of just them telling people not to donate blood, not to donate plasma because they can't give that plasma to people that, you know, that have COVID or something like that too, because of reactions. And that might be because of this, because in that little uh, blurb that I was reading here, it goes on to say that um, not only does the synthetic spike protein go directly into the bloodstream uh, wherein uh, it also spreads and produces the same ACE2 immune storm that the recombinant vaccine does. And many doctors in the country have identified that the symptoms of vaccine reactions, the ones that they deny all the time, they say that are super rare and the ones that, you know, VARES that, that people don't even know what fucking VARES is, but Fauci and Rolinsky lied to, to the Senate the other day and said, it's just, oh, if somebody goes outside and gets, gets hit by a bus, it's miscounted numbers there after they got their vaccine. Bull fucking shit. And then it says, not only do they mirror the symptoms of the disease, but that also corroborates with the similar synthetic nature and function of the respective spike proteins. It says the vaccine recipient has no defense against the bloodstream entry. But their nose, breathing through your nose, which is really important, folks, but their nose protects them from the recombinant spike protein quadrispecies during natural infection, which would be better termed as aerosolized inoculation at this point. So if you breathe it in naturally, if you take it in naturally versus taking it in through the needle, that you actually have a defense against this stuff and all the time they're saying all oh, the the risks don't outweigh the benefits whenever it came to taking this shit unfucking believable unfucking believable i mean there's there's plenty more that we could go over here but i wanted to touch upon one last thing before we close up this topic and that's this so as we're going through this article over and over and over again, I keep seeing a term pop up there, and I just wanted to clarify what that term means. And that term is recombinant. R-E-C-O-M-B-I-N-A-N-T. Recombinant. Now, recombinant DNA, or RDNA, is a technology that uses enzymes to cut and paste 
together DNA sequences of interest. The recombined DNA sequences can be placed into vehicles called vectors that ferry the DNA into a suitable host cell where it can be copied or expressed. Pieces of DNA, such as human DNA, can be engineered into a fashion that allows them to be copied or replicated in bacteria or yeast. This involves attaching appropriate elements to a piece of DNA and then transferring into a bacterial or yeast cell, with those elements then instructing the bacterial or yeast cell to copy this DNA along with its own. This process is known as DNA cloning, with the resulting cloned DNA often referred to as recombinant DNA. Now, the reason why I wanted to bring up that definition is, is that we have some very powerful people that have been instructing us to take these uh, synthetic injections now, as we're finding out. And one of those top shitheels and war criminals, one of the worst of all time, is Dr. Francis Collins. And when you go and look up the NIH director, former NIH director, he's currently uh, riding his golden parachute into the sunset there with billions and billions of dollars, more than likely. If you go through his little bio on the NIH website, you scroll down to the last paragraph here. I included it in the source list here. Now, Dr. Collins is known for his work as a geneticist. Um, He's noted for his landmark discoveries of disease genes. That's funny. And his leadership in the International Human Genome Project, which culminated in April 2003 with the completion of a finished sequence of the Human DNA Instruction Book. And he also served as a director of the National Human Genome Research Institute at NIH from 1993 until 2008. But the last paragraph here is what really caught me, John Henry, and that's what kind of took me down this rabbit hole that I wasn't expecting to find. Dr. Collins is an elected member of both the National Academy of Medicine and National Academy of Sciences, and he was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom in November of 2007 and received the National Medal of Science in 2009. But in 2020, the year that this supposed, well, we know that it started in 2019 now, essentially the year of the pandemic, 2020. He was elected as a foreign member of the Royal Society in the UK and then was also named the 50th winner of something called the Templeton Prize, which celebrates scientific and spiritual curiosity. Now, you and I, John Henry, we've talked a lot about how this, Steve Dace calls it the spirit of the age. I like to call it the COVID legion. There's plenty of t- you know, titles that you can give it, but we can all agree out there that if you're listening, right, that what we've been dealing with when it comes to the, the pro-vaxxers and the, the politicians and the people involved in the companies, they, they look at this like with like a religious fervor, that, that they approach this like members of a cult, and when you go onto the Templeton Prize website and you look up Dr. Francis Collins here winning in the year 2020, of all the years for somebody to win a prize like this. Now, this prize, mind you, this prize, the Templeton Prize, 
honors individuals whose exemplary achievements advance Sir John Templeton's philanthropic vision of harnessing the power of the sciences to explore the deepest questions of the universe and humankind's place and purpose within it. Now, essentially, what this prize is for is for people that merge the two things of science and religion together. So all the centralized planning that we've been seeing, all of the religious reactions to the belief in science that I have heard so many people in my life say, well, I believe in science and, and how we're looked at as anti-vaxxers and Luddites is like, oh, they don't believe the science. Well, science isn't about belief. It's about proving you're right or wrong. It's about showing the truth. And that's what all this stuff claims, you know, and if you go on the Templeton website, there's supposed to be finding like a, a higher truth there. But then as I'm scrolling through, I see like a random name that just pops out there, right? And that name was Arthur Peacock. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I still don't know because I did this research two days ago. I still don't know where in the hell I heard the name, the name Arthur Peacock before. I don't know if it was in a documentary or an article I read. I don't know where. But, I mean, he was a pretty famous guy. He was also known as a biochemist and Anglican priest. So he was a perfect example of this. Uh, it says here on the profile, Arthur Peacock, biochemist, who, after pioneering early research into the physical chemistry of DNA, so a lot like our friend Dr. Collins there, received a Bachelor of Divinity from the University of Birmingham and was ordained in the Church of England as a priest scientist. Crazy, right? But the picture, folks, the picture says it all. He's receiving his award, Arthur Peacock, back in 2001 here, from a man that passed away just re more recently, um, or just moved on to his other form uh, as a fucking vampire, Prince Philip. Prince fucking Philip. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar with Prince Philip, like if you haven't been following like uh, the royals and all of their Satanist pedophile connections... Uh, Prince Philip is famous for saying that when he dies, he wants to come back in the form of a virus so that he could kill enough of mankind to make up for all the damage that we've done to the environment. These people, like if you do a just a cursory search of the Templeton uh, Prize, you'll find out that the Templeton Prize awards people the highest monetary award, higher than the Nobel Peace Prize. So the Nobel Prizes that are given out, the ones that everybody knows about around the world, the Templeton Prize, Francis Collins probably raked in about a million dollars in 2020 alone, just from that prize. From a bunch of people that have associations with folks like Prince Philip. So the... You know what the first thing that popped into my head to search for on my Brave browser was, John Henry? Templeton Prize, eugenics. And lo and behold, a whole treasure trove of an article came up. So I included this in this week's source list, and I'm not going to read through the whole damn thing because it would take a while, but it's, it's wait, pretty wait. beefy. Well, I have a question, yeah, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm not very smart. It, isn't eugenics synonymous with... Population control? You got it. <laughs> oh, that thing that we just talked about this evening. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, okay, go ahead. No, no further questions. So I just have here, there, there's a couple things in the article that I did want to bring up before we closed up. And part two uh, of the article itself goes into the Templeton Foundation. And the part that really struck me was, is that there's connections here between how the Templeton Foundation itself funds different overtly eugenicist projects. So not only that, but then they also try and blend this with Christian evolutionism. So all this shit that we've been seeing lately from like the Pope coming out, like there's statements from the Pope every other week now pushing the vax, isn't there? Like, don't we see him involved a lot? And then we also you're bending on, you know, things that you would think that the Catholic church wouldn't bend on like abortion, um, that all of a sudden we're seeing this. Well, he's the Pope is basically, um, from the movie dogma at this point. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. George Carlin. Rest in peace, George. But yeah, well played, well played there. But yeah, I just wanted to read this. The, the Templeton Foundation and the promotion of eugenics. The Templeton Foundation's support for eugenicist organizations can, further, uh, can be further seen in its financing for the Epigenetics Literacy Project, or ELP, which is ran by John Entine, a Jewish-American eugenicist. Eugenist, I'm sorry. Uh, the official website for the Templeton Foundation expresses its support for the ELP as a group researching the course of future human evolution and speaks of its financial backing of the organization, stating a small but vocal group of researchers suggests that the inheritance of these modifications could even change the course of future human evolution. The Epigenetics Literacy Project or ELP, was launched to provide clear and scientifically rigorous information to educators, journalists, policymakers. Sounds like all these ESG things from the WF, doesn't it? And the public at large about epigenetics and other related research areas, including the microbiome and endocrine disruption. Endocrine disruption. That sounds familiar, too. The online-based ELP resource supported by an approximately $500,000 grant from the John Templeton Foundation is dedicated to advancing public knowledge and discourse about this emerging scientific field. So John Entine, the guy that's quote I just read, is, goes on in the article to say that he is also a promoter of what he calls good eugenics, which wait, wait, he describes wait, 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 as... Wait, 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 wait. What's his oh, yeah. name again? Oh, yeah. Hold on, hold on. His name is what? John Entine. E N T I N E. Hold on. John End Times? Pretty much. <laughs> For Pretty much. Oh, like, oh it can, gets better. Can we not it gets have better. The, literally a fucking evil villain name considering who we're talking about? John End Time? Oh. Pretty much. John End Times. <laughs> Great. So here's his quote about good genetics. And this is from uh, something he wrote himself for his organization called the Genetic Literacy Project. He says, we practice eugenics. Doesn't even deny it. <laughs> Which merely means good genes all the time. So just like 
going back home to the Kamala Harris quote. What do we do all the time? What is it we do every day? That thing that we do all the time? We practice eugenics, bitch. That's what we do. Uh, I mean, you know, Adolf Hitler and Joseph Mengele would be really fucking proud of this guy. They'd be clapping. They'd be slow clapping this motherfucker they right might now. Still be like, clapping. Oh, man, I've I heard they live it. in Argentina now, so they, uh, yeah. they may be applauding. <laughs> it's probably warm down there right now, fuckers. Holy but, shit. I'm not even done. I'm not Dude, even done. Hey. I'm not even done. To think about how they... um. They like how they manipulate the the conversation, right? And how they soften it. Hey guys, eugenics, it just means good genes. You're reading ahead. A students read ahead, baby. You know it. You you automatically know. You already know where I'm going with it. It's just good genes. Doesn't everybody want good genes? It's just good genes. Here's his explanation of good genes. Hold on to your shit because you're going to lose it again. <laughs> Birth control. Nonprofit embryo donations. Preconception DNA screening tests. Amniocentesis. And even Match.com. For baby desirous singles who select potential mates based on targeted qualities such as income and education are all forms of eugenics accepted Um, and even celebrated by society. I don't think that how much money you make has anything to do with your genes. Just, just saying, or your ability to become successful or or earn money. This is so fucking crazy. So what comes next? So let's talk about how did you phrase it? The, uh, Basically, when a woman is pregnant, what did they call it? What did you just reference? Oh, they call it. Oh, so there's birth control, nonprofit mm-hmm. embryo donations, preconception DNA screening tests. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So preconception DNA. Oh yeah. So selective breeding. Um, so what happens when it's a law that you you love your wife and you want to have a child? And they have that screening and say, you're not allowed. They already do that. They do it in countries like Iceland. You can't <laughs> have a, a son or daughter with Down syndrome there. For fuck's sake. Feel free to fact check me, but I believe that uh, is true. I believe you. In China, they have forced abortions. You can't oh, have yeah. two daughters. And that's where we're modeling this after. Forced and that, abortions. That, that, this is the final point of the quote that I wanted to get out because this is my favorite part. For all of us out there that are liberally, liter, I'm sorry, liberty minded, this is the one that is the biggest offense to me. It says abortion, widely, widely supported by libertarians and political liberals, is a form of eugenics. Of course, it we is. need to. Of we need to get that shit out of the liberty is. movement, guys. We need to get that eugenic shit out of the liberty movement. It has no fucking place here, and it never did. When you're murdering a human being, it belongs. It doesn't belong in this column. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I love liberty. We talk about it all the time, but it's institutional child sacrifice. Yes, I mean we we've talked before about finding out that the Obama administration. 
uh, was selling aborted baby heads. Like this is real guys. Um, the majority of these vaccines have aborted fetal tissue. It's a fucking slaughterhouse. It's big business. Now we're based on good genes and pretty kids. These fuckers are sick. They are fucking sick, man. Guess what the title of this article is, John Henry. <laughs> the title of the article itself that I'm reading to you all from shoebat.com here from 2018 uh, of all years. Um, that where I just read those quotes from John N times, <laughs> the title of the article is major Protestant organization. The John Templeton foundation is financing and funding eugenics and a sinister scientist who is using aborted fetuses for human experimentation. I appreciate that. At least they say it's sinister. Yes. That's, that's the one win out of that article. There's so much in this article, too, that I could go over, but just I, I wanted to get those those quotes out there for the public to hear. And then I, I hope that your curiosity, if you're listening, takes you further. Sign up for the source list. Go on to Substack.com. Um, let me pull it up right now just to verify. Yeah, if you go on to Substack.com and look up the new prisoner number six, you will be able to find my source list and my monologue each and every week there. You can sign up. It's free. It comes to your email so that way, when you're having these discussions with your friends and family members, your loved ones, people in your neighborhood, doesn't matter. It could be the fucking garbage man. I don't care if you're talking to him about this shit. And he says, yeah, I feel like all these people are like satanic pedophile eugenicists. And you're like, well, guess what? I have an article that pretty much confirms all that. <laughs> Boy, and you can send have, it to him. Do I have the podcast for you? Yes. <laughs> this is that podcast. Oh, Somebody's got to do it, folks. Folks, we, we listened to Mike Rowe on, on Tim Cast IRL the other night, and I thought he was great. Uh, I really liked the dude. But yeah, Dirty Jobs, this is when I said this is a dirty job, somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to talk about this shit. Folks, we And gotta, I don't mind it because these people, there, there's, is there a further place than hell that we can send them all? I mean, really, when, it, when, you, when you read through this shit this week, John Henry, <laughs> and just like to kind of recap, like, oh, yeah, that's good. Wow. Let's send them all to wow, live under Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Um, and that's really where it's going. Like the, all the connections, it all leads back. And just to do, cause I think we did this in our little pre-show uh, conversation. So I just wanted to do it for our audience too. We've talked about this before on the show. Um, you don't have to go very far uh, when it comes to today, today's key political figures, newsworthy figures to connect it all back to pedophilia. So here we go. We started off talking about Dr. Anthony Fauci, who had the bombshell Project Veritas report dropped on him this week. All right. You go from Anthony Fauci to Francis Collins. That's an easy one because Collins is Fauci's boss there. So um, and then you go from Collins to the Templeton Foundation, the Templeton Foundation to Prince Philip who uh, wanted to come back as a virus to control population. I also included two other really good videos. And I want to give this uh, channel a shout out too, because I just found them when I was doing research for this. Um, they're called Insight History and they are on BitChute. So I included both videos from that person or, or channel uh, about Prince Philip and his connections with the World Wildlife Fund and how all of the green bullshit is really a form of eugenics, which, hey, not fucking shocked there. I mean, when you go through these videos and you hear some of Greta Thunberg's old hits 
coming up there, the shit that she says. Yeah, that, that shit's old, folks. That shit's been around How for decades. You? Decades. How dare you? <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to clog a toilet on her little boat too. I think like she's old enough to punch in the face thing. now. I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Like she has the same birthday though. as Kyle Rittenhouse. I remember seeing that on the internet somewhere, and the internet never lies. Yeah. So she's definitely old enough to punch in the face now. Okay. How dare you? All right. Well, just in case she insults you, you can defend yourself, you know. Like if she's assaulting you over uh, not having a Tesla or something. No, mind you. you know, oh, destroying the world. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Guys, I'm really trying to do a lot better of not just going on rants like a lunatic here. Um, so, <laughs> Greta Thunberg, Teslas. I don't know if anybody saw the massive blizzard on I-95 in Virginia. Oh, man. The people were stuck there for like 12 I hours. Did. One thing to think about when you're deciding whether or not you want to buy an electric car. What happens when those cars run on a battery and people are stuck in things like a snowstorm and then they're literally just roadblocks for gas cars? Just a quick thought. I'm throwing it out there. Random observation. Think about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're not doing yourself any favors in that kind of environment. And then from my, my, my past experience with lithium batteries, too, they don't do really well in the cold in general. Like you leave a laptop in a cold car, it'll fry that shit. Like all, all, just all your juice that you had saved up there is pretty much gone. But yeah, that's, I could, I could go on and on. I just wanted to give a few shout outs before we wrap up today's show. Um, we've gotten a lot of support over the past couple of weeks. Um, I'm very thankful for all of our new listeners and subscribers. Um, please uh, like and share and subscribe as much as you can on all of our different platforms share this with your liberty-minded friends, family, loved ones, whomever, um, anybody that if you never know, it could change their life, really. Um, sign up for, like I said, sign up on Substack, too, for our, uh, the source list and my monologue each week. You can also find that on Minds, too, um, which I like to support, you know, some alternative uh, platforms out there like Minds. So that's a free speech platform I could definitely get behind. So definitely look for us there, too. But yeah, I just wanted to bring up real quick, just because um, I know that uh, starting out this podcast, I really didn't have uh, much of an idea as to where we could end up with it. And we finally uh, cracked some milestones as far as getting viewers these past two weeks. Um, we've been talking about things like the mass formation psychosis and Dr. Fauci. So obviously there's a lot of attention being paid to those things. But uh, there's been a few people who have been really supportive and have uh, been interactive. And I, I do want to build a community this year, John Henry. That was kind of like the idea uh, for 2022 that I had in mind was, you know, just us being able to partner with other people that are of similar mind, you know, liberty-minded folks. Um, they, they could be in any different field, but also uh, parlaying that into having them on as guests too, and telling their stories and giving us their thoughts on this stuff and kind of diversifying what people get to hear about and listen to from us uh, as a network. So um, the first one I wanted to throw out there as a shout out was to uh, Crypto Man. Uh, Crypto Man is a rapper from Vermont and uh, his song Adrenochrome. Now Adrenochrome, if you're not familiar with the substance, is uh, not only featured in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas famously, where Benicio Del Toro turns into the monster with the six tits on its back, I think. But then uh, also... Uh, it was uh, tied into the Pizzagate 
conspiracy theory, if you will, about how they would uh, take the adrenaline or adrenochrome out of the, the brains of frightened young children. So that's uh, a, a all included in the lyrics of this is, song. Uh, Stephen yeah. King, fuck you, shitbird. His movie, Doctor ah, yeah. Sleep. Um, oh, basically, yeah. instead of them extracting that, they uh, inhale it. And then also oh, Monsters, yeah. Inc. For those of you that love those furry little fun critters, uh, when they terrify children, it fills up the canisters. Uh, also, Adrenochrome. Look into it. It's going to oh, wow. fuck you up a little bit, though. Uh, basically, what it is is... They terrify and torture children. It increases that in their blood. They extract the blood and use that as a youth or energy serum. So not many rappers from Vermont. Thank you, sir. Crypto yeah. man for adrenochrome. Yeah. It's, it's a cool thing to, for them to be able to rap about stuff like that. And then just, uh, I, I listened to something today um, on, on his YouTube channel. Uh, he has like, I think it's machete ish productions. Um, I could look it up real quick, but, uh, just to verify, but yeah, really impressed with, uh, the production, everything, the catchiness of the adrenochrome song. I would have been into it just for the lyrics, but, uh, the music kind of did it for me too. So good job on that. Um, also wanted to give a shout out to my friend, uh, TJ Wright, um, who's starting up a, a new series called healthy courage, which I think is awesome because, um, John Henry and I both are into different aspects of health and fitness, um, so to have another person uh, with with perspectives, especially a scientific perspective, because TJ has a background um, in science as a uh, pharmacist major or pharmacy major. Um, so he's uh, actually very much into non-intervention pharmaceuticals, believe it or not. Um, he's not getting into that to push pharmaceuticals, maybe to help people find better ways around them. Um, so he did an episode about taking cold showers and it's healthy uh, effects on your uh, immune system and other things and just, you know, your general mental well-being. And I can certainly attest to that. John Henry, do you, you ever you ever done the cold shower deal before? Uh, I think I'm in year seven of yes. cold showers, actually. Yeah, you've been Every on day. it for a long time, huh? Every yep. day, long time. A lot of positive benefits uh, on your body. It um, increases brown fat, which is your healthy fat. It burns calories. It helps lower your stress and anxiety levels because it is... Um, you know, when, when you have that physical stressor and you figure out how to be able to handle that, um, you know, you work much better under, uh, you know, mental and emotional stress. So big fan of that, uh, Wim Hof absolutely love that program. So take cold showers, man. They're really great for you. Really, really, really good for you. Uh, build up your mitochondria right? make you more resilient. So, uh, yes, I love cold showers. Sure. Yeah, I, I love the flushing of the lactic acid that it does just squeezes that shit out of your muscles so you can actually move. And it makes you less <laughs> of a bitch. And that's yes. scientifically proven. Oh, so. he goes into that. The mental toughness aspect <laughs> of it, and cortisol levels bit. and everything. And if you ever he said does, to yourself, man. God, I, I don't want to be as much of a little bitch. Take some cold fucking showers. There you have Got to stand up sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, and, and just to verify, I was a little off there. It is machete ish records, not productions. You so know, speaking of, um, you know, hip hop there. <clears throat> yeah. Crypto man, uh, Tom McDonald, you know, it, oh, it yeah. a, it, you know, the songs like fake woke, I highly recommend. Yeah. He talks a lot about deep state, uh, authoritarianism. I'm a huge Tom McDonald fan, huge fan. So check I mean, out Tom McDonald. We are living through one, and this is something I would really like to talk to Crypto Man about on the show, potentially, is that we are living in an era right now where 
hip hop and that part of uh, culture and the part of like liberty minded counterculture, if you will, is killing the game right now. Like there's no like, uh, Grant, I love Eric July from Backwards and everything. And I think their music's awesome. But like the hip hop artists in the Liberty movement are fucking killing it right now between Tom McDonald and then you have Bryson Gray. uh, You also have Anomaly out there. There's just a whole ton of great artists like putting together really solid shit. Yeah, you have and, a like, guy, good music um, too. You have a guy named Dax. So Tom McDonald actually did a song called Propaganda with Dax, and it's a great musical yeah. video. So, you know, when you talk about the influence of um, you know, media, social media, check that. That's a it's a good video. So I'm a big Dax fan, big Tom McDonald fan. Oh, for sure. Speaking of shout outs, then, uh, shouting out yeah. gangsters. I want to shout out uh, Governor Yunkin in Virginia. Because that's that, that, ah, he's a yeah. fucking gangster. So he's sworn in and immediately, immediately issues executive orders, stopping any type of vaccine mandates for employers, stopping the mask mandates for children in school. Um, and also, we've talked in the past about Luden, Luden County and uh, the transgender boy that raped a couple girls. So he immediately launched an investigation into that, too. So hell yeah, Governor, Governor Yunkin. Uh, great work. One last shout out and turn it back over to you. I want to shout out Dan Crenshaw's eye patch because I hate looking at your fucking face. And, and I appreciate that his eye patch does cover some of his face. So shout out Dan Crenshaw's eye patch. Little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, at this rate, you know, you don't know if it's uh, how, how does he know which one's the eye patch and which one he puts over the place where his balls used to be? You know, he just has that little like kind of like King Hippo had that little X made a tape on his belly button. That's all that's really there down there anymore because he, he cut him off and handed him over to Liz Cheney. So he'd be part of the fucking military industrial complex satanic cult. But, uh, you know, uh, the last the last two and, and this guy definitely goes after the pedophile satanic cult stuff. And I love it. Uh, goes by the name of Grassroots Guillotine. Uh, so it's grassroots underscore guillotine on Instagram. And uh, I love that page because, you know, some of the best memes and statements or quotes, if you will, hashtags, uh, it's all there, folks. And it's just I enjoy it because um, you know, out of all the people that I bump into on Instagram, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are liberty minded just like us. And this person wears it on their sleeve. So I got to give them props for that. And they have been solid supporters of the show. You know, and one then of my, lastly, you got to give a big too, shout out. Oh, and sorry, and I'll shut up mm-hmm. is uh wonder Q woman on Instagram. Oh yes. Uh, she is on top of shit. Really, really, really good. So that's one of my favorite Instagram pages. I recommend to follow. Yeah. Send me the profile so I can link it because it's hard to search for on the yeah, because now they shadow ban people and you have to type the whole name yeah. in. Um, so yeah, I will send ridiculous. it over to you and we will uh, we'll throw it in the reference for today's show. Good. Yeah, because I definitely want to do that. And then lastly, and I, I just this is definitely out of respect, not only for what the person does. And just like if if you go on to Liberty Howell's Twitter page, you can find like it's like a great news aggregator because like she re- retweets a lot of stuff like from you know, anybody from Dr. Peter McCullough to Jack Posobiec, you know, all, all the memorable or m- things that are worth mentioning during the week. Like you basically scroll through the feed uh, provided there on, on her Twitter page 
and find all kinds of great stuff uh, for reference. So, I mean, we, we have a, we, we usually have a pretty stacked source list here on the show. And a lot of that stuff can definitely be derived from me just scrolling through Twitter and seeing that everything that she retweets and she retweets us a lot. So I appreciate that. Like if you see us uh, posting something about a new episode up on Twitter, retweet that shit. You never know who's going to be able to see it. Um, also, um, just uh, she also runs her own website too, which I think is fantastic. Uh, so you can go there at libertyhowl.com. But uh, yeah, just um, wanted to wrap things up for this week's episode and give some final thoughts. Um, John Henry, do you have any final things that you wanted to say to the people for this week's episode? Keep fighting a good fight. Stand together. You know, speak your mind. Um, you're seeing a lot of turnaround on vaccine mandates with businesses. Some really large organizations immediately retracted them with uh, with our half win in the Supreme Court. So, you know, maintain hope and uh, and keep fighting it, man. Don't uh, you know, do not comply. I mean, that's that's really what I have to say. Do not comply. Um, you know, stay, stay true to your principles, set an example for the people around you, for the children or our future. Um, really, really important. And, and again, I appreciate you guys coming back. Uh, appreciate if you would share this with people that you know and love. Um, you know, it, it's great to start seeing our view counts coming up. And, uh, and guys, we do this for you. You know, we do this for you. And, um, you know, we do it for free. We don't ask for anything from anybody. And, and all it is is if we can share some information with you that's otherwise suppressed. Um, through media and social media, that's a win for us. And, and that's our passion. You know, we care about all of you guys. So let's just uh, stand together, stay strong, do not comply and fuck Dan Crenshaw. Well said. And just to finish up, you know, some, some thoughts about what we talked about uh, on this week's show. For me, a lot of the information in the Project Veritas report again, wasn't shocking because a lot of people had put themselves on the line talking about this stuff, you know, for months, if not years, it's shit. It's been two years now, over two years. And to think about all the people that were censored, all the people that had their careers threatened, their livelihoods threatened, and then to have all this come out now after it's already been too late for so many people Rather, too late for the people that had to go to the hospitals, that were denied early treatment, still to this day denied early treatment, and died. The level of malpractice, the unethical, like when earlier, earlier when John Henry talked about, and I talked about um, Dr. Fauci's ugly fucking wife, and how she's involved in the ethics department what are the ethics of this lie what 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 is the ethical approach here that that's in play like what is what is the ethics of creating a recombinant back bat vaccine or a precursor to it and letting it out on the rest of the world not being transparent, obfuscating our ability to seek the truth, and then force a medication on a populace through social engineering, through coercion, all sorts of pressures, both financial, 
hell, even physical for some people. I've seen videos of where this is being forced into people's arms. And now you have proud parents posting selfies of them forcing this synthetic spike protein into the arms of their children that goes into their bloodstream and will not work because it's a synthetic form of something else that's already synthetic and chimeric. So as we inch closer to hopefully the end of all of this bullshit, I want you to remember the names of these people. I want you to remember not just Anthony Fauci, but I want you to remember Francis Collins. I want you to remember the, the Templeton Prize and the people connected to it. I want you to remember Rochelle Walensky from the CDC. I want you to remember all of our little friends from the FDA and other places. I want you to remember all these folks. Because when the rest of this finally comes out and the full story can finally be laid out for us all to see, there needs to be a punishment so great for these people that we might have to figure out new ways to do it. Because I don't think what they did to the people after Nuremberg was enough. And I'm not advocate. I'm not advocating for any, anyone to go take a long road trip to go visit Dr. Fauci like he claimed in front of Rand Paul the other day. I'm not claiming that. I want this done right. I want it signed, sealed, delivered. And I want it made right in our system. And if we live in a system that can't make this shit right, we should not be living in that system anymore. So like John, John Henry said, do not comply with this. No more. From now on, from this day forward in 2022 and onward, no more of this shit. We're shutting it down. Enough is enough. Until we meet again, and until we are free, we are the new prisoners. Thank you for listening to The New Prisoners. Let us know what you think about this week's topic on our Minds page and Substack, or leave a comment under our video on BitChute, Odyssey, or Rumble. You can also risk being shadow banned, suspended, or permanently banned on Twitter and Instagram with us. Please feel free to share your own sources with us and to share the information we provided you here. You never know what kind of difference it could make. And if you would like to be a guest on an upcoming show, please email the new prisoner number six at protonmail.com. Tell us what topic or topics that you would like to discuss, and a screener will contact you. You can choose to appear anonymously if you like. Demand answers, not orders. We are the new prisoners. <laughs>